Chicago. This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh, uh, uh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, now, David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. You got the easy job today. Bring them out, bring them out. You have to play the part of Jonathan. I got to be capped today. Is that what you're doing? That's, yeah, I would say I've got a, I've got, I've got a bigger burden. So what, what, what role do you do then? What, like, I'm going to play on my phone. I'm not going to pay attention to Shay. I'm going to say odd things just at the spur of the moment. Fight with me a lot. I'm going to fight with you quite a bit. And really. Say the Bears are only going to win five games. Yeah. Things and, ha- they, they can't be good for another five years. Yes, I'm going to tell, tell you how good Vooch is. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And how this Bulls team just they needs. Run the offense through Vooch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cubs are going to win the World Series. He doesn't work for their Nagy network anymore. And so. Matt Nagy hates me. He wears that as like a badge of honor, doesn't he? I heard you, Shay, talking with him about it like in Indy when the guys were down there for, for the you know their stay at the Combine that Cap said hi to several people. He got dissed by, we didn't talk about this, but he got dissed by Paul Allen initially. Yeah, but did they make up then? I think so. Did, what happened, Shay? And by the way, it's Waddle and Sylvie in for... Uh, cap and hoodie today, seven to ten. So, like, uh, hoodie had the UIC game. UIC lost yesterday. He was in St. Louis, first ever uh, time that UIC was at Arch Madness. Uh, cap is in Vegas right now, getting another tattoo. Yeah, <laughs> you never know. You never know. He could. I would like and- to see him get his eyebrows tattooed. Make him make him permanent. Oh, the- do something weird. That that would be weird. That would be weird. So what happened with, uh, and, the, and and that's one of our guys, too, with the diss. Yeah, with Paul Allen? Yeah. So all we have on it is Cap's story. He claims he went over and um, they made up. He told him, hey, man, I, I work with Jonathan. That's my partner. Nice to meet you. Shake hands. You know how Cap is. Yeah. We don't know. I have no idea. I wasn't but, but present the, for this. But the first part of the story was the best, where like PA came over and, and I wish and was, we had somebody in Twitch needed to clip that moment I heard because you it was incredible. Yeah. I wasn't giggling. I lost it. It was such a good dap between Paul Allen yeah, and Jay. Hoodie. You could hear the hand smack from across the room. I mean, the two of them locked hands. It was so smooth. It was perfect. And then Cap looks right at him, puts his hand out, and Paul Allen looks at him and turns the other way. It's fantastic. It was Paul unreal. Allen, the voice of the Vikings. Yes. He went vi- he's gone viral many, many times. It was uh he had the call when Brett Favre threw the interception when he played for the Vikings against the Saints. This yeah. ain't Detroit, man. Yeah. And then uh, this year there was uh one of the I think against the Bills when LeBron retweeted one yeah. of his calls or like the video of him getting excited during one of his calls. We've had him on numerous times. We go back and forth. He's got he's great much at, love for you. Yeah, well, he's great at his job, and he's a very colorful presenter of you know what is going on. So he's been a friend of our show for a long time. I just thought it was very funny 
to hear Shay laughing yeah. as they were describing what had transpired. Yes. But I guess Cap went back and groveled and, and kind of... Well, you know, he has to. You yeah. know, he's got to heal that relationship. Okay. That well, he's like, I used to be a big fan of his. Nope, not anymore. Not after that. But then he kept walking it back. I thought Black said the best thing th- during crosstalk. I totally understand if you don't want to like this person because he dissed you on the dap. That makes sense. Yeah. If somebody walks to Sylvie, if you see somebody who you know professionally at dinner and you they shake Tom's hand sitting next to you and then look at you and walk away, you should hate that person. It's sort of like sort of like watching a football game on Sunday nights and one of your good friends mentions one of us, but not the other. Right. One of us. Right. Exactly. Mike Tirico. And on, on, on the Packer game. I was just going to ask. What the, Tom, that happen? the Tom Waddle show. Oh, yeah. we have that in the system. Yeah, oh, that, yeah. It's he on the waddle and Sylvie Sylvie played it off like it was ha-ha funny-funny. He was so pissed it was ridiculous. Oh, Tom Waddle's going to take a lot of calls tomorrow on his radio show about uh, these play calls by Luke Getze. It was about Justin. It was a fourth down call. Instead of being under center, they were in the shotgun at like fourth and one. And it created, you know, a kind of an immediate controversy or second guessing. Yes. And Mike who we both love, and I think he loves us both, mentioned my name but not yours. You more than me. So you didn't get a dap. And you were pissed. It was probably very capish. I got every All my friends were, were, were tweeting, oh, hey, Waddle got a shout-out, but you didn't. That, that's Everybody it. knows the Tom Waddle show, 2 to 6 on ESPN all the, all the dads in the neighborhood who, like, sort of listen to the show but don't really listen to the show, but they all watch the Bears game. And they're like, it's like... No street cred, that. No. The Tom uh-uh. Waddle, they like, I'm just the sidekick. And what makes it so great is is that you love the shout out. I love the shout like out nobody more, else. Than, more than anybody. Like when Greedy says your name, I think you get blood flow. Uh, I really do. I think oh, you're, you're you je- kidding? I think your jeans get tight. Very much so. Yeah. Even so, like, even sometimes when it's not a shout out and it's a mention, yeah. I play it off like it's a shout out. Yeah. Well, you know, you take what you can get, right? <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, we're in for uh, Cap and J-Hood today. The number to reach is 312-332-3776. It is Friday. It's Friday! Uh, it's the weekend. Uh, you're just about made it to your weekend. Let's hope we can dodge the snow today. A lot going on. The combine continues. Quarterbacks report today, right? Oh, is that I well? They so. they reported, but they're going to. Well, I think they meet some. Some of them are going to work out. Not all of them, though. I, some of them are going to jump. Some of them are going to run. Not all of them. I may drive down to Indy after the show just to watch the the event that is Bryce Young standing on a scale and being measured. Yeah, I mean, that's like that's, that's the top story of this year's draft. That and obviously the unfortunate situation with Jalen Carter, which is still yet to fully play out. But isn't that the top? Yes. Isn't the size of Bryce Young? And as it's related to the Bears, it's ultra important. I want to see him measure at 6'3 and weigh 225 today. Yeah, you know he's not weighing 225. Well, but if he did, guess how much more valuable that number one overall pick is. Uh, this is where you know the NFL, and we know this. We we don't even need to know this, that the NFL has us wrapped around their finger. We were joking about this yesterday during crosstalk with Carmen and Yurko. We were watching a bunch of dudes who played the defensive line running 40-yard dashes. And we were basically, like, trying to guess before each 40 
what they would run. Would they break five? Would they be a 5-2-0? And we were yelling, and we are like, look at this guy move. Four we, kids at Christmas morning. And we, we, were, we like. were excited watching these guys run 40s, and we're like, this is... This is ridiculous. We're excited about a bunch of fat dudes running 40s wrapped around the... Football's got us wrapped right around its small little pinky. And now think about it, Waddle. We're talking about a quarterback getting on a scale. Yeah. We're talking about Bryce Young getting on a scale. Will he weigh more than 200 pounds? Well, because the outcome of that weigh-in is going to have a significant impact on our favorite team's value of the number one overall selection, or could. Football, and, man. Yes, and not just that, but there's another young man who did his workout yesterday who now has people talking about him as being the best player in this draft and maybe may force the Bears to take him number one overall, which both of us are not excited about. I guess Will Anderson performed quite well in his workout yesterday. He did. I love Will Anderson. He seems to be the total package. Yeah. Uh, athlete, production, uh, on and off the field. All the things that really we're questioning now about Jalen Carter. Yes. But set the table on this regarding Will Anderson. And I've seen, and I could, I could help you too, but with what I've seen from a lot of the bloggers that I like, on Twitter. Well, I, I guess Will Anderson, I, I don't have the ex, the exact stats of his workout, but I guess he ran a sub 4-7-40, interviewed exceptionally well, shows all the traits of being a guy inside your clubhouse that's going to be a leader. Uh, Mel has identified him as the best edge rusher in the draft, but doesn't think he's going to be a Nick Bosa type. You know, 9 or 10 sacks. Oh, well, we would have killed for 9 or 10 sacks from one player last year, wouldn't we? I think we got 10 or 20 collectively from the entire defense yes uh but but as it's been described to us you know really good player but maybe not a franchise changing player or at least that's how mel has described him i believe now especially with the jalen carter situation that will anderson is now starting to to catch a little more attention from everybody involved and courtney mentioned this to us yesterday that what if the Bears decide that Will Anderson is by far the best option in the draft for them and they don't get a trade offer that really is to their liking? Would you be upset if Will Anderson was just selected by the Bears number one overall because he was the best option in this year's draft? And I think you and I are both on the same page here is, is that, no, when you have draft pick number one and number 55, you don't have enough assets in that scenario, at your disposal, at disposal, to to upgrade your team in the manner in which this team needs to upgrade because they have so many needs. You look at the Houston Texans right now. The Texans have two twelve and what thirty three, yeah, thirty four, thirty three, thirty three. I would say if you if you use one of those fancy value charts, currently right now, the Texans have more value in the first two rounds than the Bears. That's got to change. You don't even need the chart for that. Well, two, two, twelve, right. and thirty-three versus, versus one, one and fifty-five. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like one and two are basically the same. They've got twelve. There's no other Bears pick until fifty. What? Fifty-five, I believe, is where yeah, they're at. They've it was got, the they've Ravens got another pick. top fifteen pick. So, like to me, I'm not. I, I I want to see them fill that gap between one and fifty-five. You've got too many needs that need to be addressed. If you can convince me. Like, you guarantee it, and it has to be true, that 
That Will Anderson is the second coming of Nick Bosa, healthy Nick Bosa, not the Nick Bosa that plays 10 or 11 games, but the one that won the NFL well, or the, the Defensive Player of the Year football, award? Some football players only play 10 or 11 games. That's, that's the problem that's, with football. That's true. But if, you had, if I could guarantee you that Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, without the issues, was Aaron Donald, would you take him one overall? And forego trading that pick Man. to get more assets. Aaron, Aaron, like he has to be a generational player. This is the but point. how can you guarantee you generational? Can't. You can't. So that's the point. So for me, you could tell me all you want that Will Anderson is the best option in this draft. He fits a need. You need an ass rush. Uh, uh. You need an ass rush. Is that what you just, I just said? did? Yeah, that's what I said. So it's you early. can tell we're not yeah. used to. We're, we're not need used to talking to. It two. wasn't even that. I didn't even wasn't even going for pass rusher. I was going for edge rusher, and I ended up with ass rusher. Bears fans, <laughs> who wants an ass rusher? Raise your hand. Be careful if you get an. You don't want an ass Ryan rusher. Ryan Poles, would you like an ass rusher at number one? No, I need a pass rusher or an edge rusher. You need that spot, but I need more than that. So if you can't guarantee me that he's going to be somebody. That is going to be an NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Then I will forego drafting him. I'll be him a great player, an excellent player. I need more picks in the first. Let's two take rounds. some calls on this three one two three three two three seven seven six. The thing, the thing. You know what got me, me as well, real quick. My my bathroom schedule's all messed I know, up. We got to talk about that. And you're you're the king of the bathroom talk. Um, good thing Meller's not here. The thing about getting number one and not needing a quarterback is you parlay that into multiple, multiple picks, multiple swings. That's the thing with the draft, multiple swings, because you know you're going to miss on some of them. You have got to get multiple picks here. You've got to build your team. You have so many needs, and you need multiple picks. You cannot be happy with just drafting one player at one. I've seen I've seen Adam Johns try to convince Bears fans, uh, if, if the offers aren't good, just be happy and draft number one, Will Anderson. You can't do that. 332-3776. We'll take your phone calls. Would you like an ass rusher like Waddle would like? <laughs> And if you wake up early, <laughs> is your bathroom schedule off like Waddle and me today? We'll get into that. We're going to have some fun today. It's Waddle and Sylvie in for uh, Cap and Jay Hood. That's why I see him in the shot. Shot or no shot with Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. That's why I see him in the shot. Do I do this or do you do this? Do you come in on shot or no shot? Shot or no shot. You gotta set me up a little bit, but yeah. Okay. So it's Waddle and Sylvie in for Cap and J Hud. How would you like to be introduced? <laughs> However you please, Tommy. Thank you for that. It was wonderful. Yeah. Very exciting uh, to be in for the boys today. It's an honor. Yeah, it, it's, it's it's an honor, it's a privilege. Um and uh hoodie it was at March. Uh, Arch Madness. Arch Madness, yeah. Arch Madness in St. Louis. You like the play on words there? You know, they got the arch It's like out. an ass rusher yes. on the football field. <laughs> right, that's true. Um, they've got the arch down there in St. Louis, so instead yeah. of March Madness, they call it Arch Madness. I How clever spent, is that? I haven't spent a lot of time in St. Louis, nor have I ever. I guess you can. You've gone into the arch, haven't you? I have. Yeah. I love. I, I, it's actually fun. The elevator is cool because, you know... Small it, elevator? 
It, it is. I ain't getting in. It's very claustrophobic. Uh, that's not for me. And obviously, you know, it's not straight up. It's it's on an arch. That's the name. Have you met my the architecturally arch. challenged friend over here? <laughs> it's quite fun. Yeah, okay. I've never been to St. Louis at all. And how could the arch? How could the arch be that fun? I did, Shay, I'm, the, the I'm, ride up is fun. It's better than just an, a regular elevator ride. Think about it. It's, a, it's truly it fills your morning. You wake up, you put on your cutoff jeans and your Timberlands and a tank top, and then you walk over to the arch and then you ride the arch elevator all at uh, all morning Not long. All that's morning. the life that's of a what person you, in St. Louis. That's what you, you call fun in St. Louis. You look out. You look out onto the mighty Mississippi. You look out the windows and you look out to the mighty Mississippi or you look into what Bush do, what Stadium. Do you do what do you do with that afterwards? People well, in St. Louis looking into the bush, huh? Right. You look into the bush, into the Bush Stadium. Okay, that part of it, under, I, you know, now it's starting to say, you guys want to go to St. Louis? And you look at the dome where there's no football <laughs> team. Right I'm after in. the show, get yeah. away from the weather, yeah. we'll go to St. Louis and look into the bush. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind St. Louis. You know, it's. I heard the boys talking about it. The, I think it was yesterday. Hoodie was trying to say to Cap that the people in, in St. Louis are very Southern friendly. And all Cap wanted to do was bash St. Louis and say how boring it was. But Hoodie just wanted to ask him, hey, aren't the people nice and friendly yes. and more Southern hospitality? And I, I find that to be true. Yeah. I, the people of St. Louis are kind and nice. How far is St. Louis from Carbondale? An hour and a half. So you're close. Two hours. Yeah, yeah hour 45. Right. So we would go quite frequently, actually. Like you I went to into Cubs the bush. Cardinals games. Everyone friendly. I've got nothing I've got <laughs> they called nothing it the bad. Bush. They called it the bush push back then. <laughs> yeah, so I, ridiculous. Was there ever a bush push in St. Louis? I don't think so. Push to the bush? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Let's go. That was the Reg- Matt Liner, Reggie Bush in South Bend, right? I don't was know. that the, the no, Bush I think it's, No, I think you just you get in a car and you go to St. Louis and you stare into the bush. <laughs> there was, I, I'll tell you this. There was never a Bush push in Carbondale for me. Never. What was there? There was nothing. Yeah. It was like uh, there was a push to like drinking beer yeah. and playing pool. Did you guys play board games on Friday night? No. Not, not that bad? No. Okay. All right, boys. Let's get to shot or no shot after all of this. I want to ask a question. Kaplan's not here, but I want to ask the two of you about a take that he's had recently that him and I have gone and butted heads about off the air. That list, that list is long. Yeah, right. Tom, Tommy, you and I talked about this before the show a little bit. Yeah. Cap and I have butted heads about what we want from the Bears next season. I say, show me some improvement. Yes. Eight, nine wins. Cap said he would prefer... A four or five win season if it means, if eight or nine means they aren't making the playoffs. Shot or no shot. This is one of Cap's worst takes ever. That's a shot. And I've told him that. I've sent him texts like, hey, listen, I hear Cap always say, Justin is a difference maker. He's going to be an elite quarterback. I totally believe in Justin. If Justin is who Cap suggests that he is or will become, he will naturally raise the level of play of the people around him. They were a three-win team this year. If you add what we hope that they add, which you're not going to be a finished product at the end of 2023, and you're not going to win a Super Bowl. But if you end the season, and Meller and I disagreed on this, but I think you and I, Sylvie, see eye to eye. At the end of the season of 2023, after all you've had at your disposal, and granted, you won't use all that cash, you'll save some. 
But if Ryan Poles is good at his job, and Justin is the quarterback that many believe he is and can become, if you only win five games, something went wrong. Yeah. But the question, though, is shot or no shot, this is one of Cap's worst takes. Yes, that's a shot. And, and, and for me, it is no shot. Uh, the man has had some really, 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 really bad takes. Some of his worst takes have come during Cap and Company days. Uh, I believe... Give the me t- one. Give me the t- well, there have been many on the Cubs when him and I used to fight. There were many on Ryan Pace and Mitch Trubisky. Um, to me, this is a bad take for many of the reasons that you listed. What I don't like about Cap is how closed-minded he is. Um, that, And he degrades a lot of the fans when they say... Yes, they could win seven. Or when Shea says they could win seven, they could win eight. Absolutely they could. For Joey, the reason that you, Joey G just doubled the, the, the number of shots. For, for the reason that you, oh, you guys just mentioned. But because this is the land of very, very, very bad takes, no shot this is his um, amongst his worst All takes. right. Well, I live, I live more in the, the here and the now, so okay. I can understand what you're saying. And I, I keep a tally of his worst takes. Exactly. So this is not even in the uh, top okay. third. What do you think, Shay? I think it's a horrible take. I it's one too. of the worst I've heard. I've only been with him for that's about a the year. Problem. I but think, in the year, it's true. one of the worst I I've think heard. You, I think you're giving everybody a pass before the, the season even begins. That's what I say. You can't let these guys off the hook. They yes. have, we haven't even done anything yet. You and know I, why? Because he, do, he doesn't know Ryan Poles that well yet. If he would have margaritas with Ryan Poles, he'd be telling everyone they're going to win nine. That could be true uh, if alcohol's involved. No doubt. Look, again, I will say it for the one millionth time. I don't expect them to be a contender next year. I do expect them to be significantly better. And by significantly better, I can't tell you if it's seven wins or eight wins or nine wins. But I can tell you this. If they win five games, something went wrong. Very wrong. Either the GM didn't do a a good enough job or the quarterback didn't make the progress we're all believing that he can make. Amen. All right, boys. Ryan Poole's Matt Eberflus going with a creative way to measure draft prospects' level of competitiveness. Rather than the typical tests of mental fortitude, Poles and Flus are having players play darts and putt-putt. Shot or no shot, this actually is a clever way to shake up combine evals. Clever, no, um, different, and not a bad way to loosen someone up. I'm not going to crap all over this. I'm not like it, like it's very fashionable to crap over all over everything that's different. Um, they should not, though, um, make their evaluations based on on this. It's it, 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 they want to zag a little bit and, and, and find something different. But again, don't fall in love with someone because they made a reservation under the name Jim McMahon. Don't fall in love with someone because they drive their college car still. Don't fall in love with someone because they vacuum the locker room. Don't do that stuff. But if they, if, if they want to be different and they're looking to bring out more natural personality in someone, fine. It's okay. How did you first phrase the question? Clever way. Shot or no shot, this is a clever way to shake up combine events. I, I would say no shot. I don't think it's clever. I don't. I, again, I said, I'm not gonna, I'm not raging against it. I just think that... You're kind you, of raging. No, I'm not. They have a certain amount of time with each of these guys that they meet with, right? Why would you waste any of that time throwing darts? And, 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 is that a bad vibe that a general manager is throwing darts? 
don't think it's a bad, well, bad I mean, vibe, but I don't think it accomplishes anything from my perspective. Well, isn't that what a general manager shouldn't be doing with draft picks? Throwing darts? <laughs> okay, now I get, yes. Yeah, like, you know just what I mean? Just like, in a bigger play. picture, as you yeah. zoom out, yes. Yeah. No, right. I mean, the, the symbolism here isn't great. So why don't we just refer to it as a, a trip to the putt-putt course instead, because that's what they did. Look, I'm not going to beat on them for it either. I'm not. But to think that this is going to produce something, I fi- I'm don't very skeptical. It, but don't rip them for it. No shot. I don't find it creative. All right. Uh, Tom, I want to get on you about something you said pre-show. Being that it's the first week of March. This is great. <laughs> Sylvie and I were talking about last night, we watched Michigan and Illinois. It was a double overtime battle. Illinois pulled it out in the end. 91-87, I think, was the final score. OT. Yeah, double overtime. And this morning, Waddle, you didn't watch, and you told us, quote, it's too early to watch college basketball. Exactly. It's March. Yes. Shot or no shot, college basketball doesn't start until the Power Five tournament. That's a shot. Jay, come over the top. Help me out on this one. I'm with you, man. Yeah. Like, look, to each their own. <laughs> I'm with you. You say potato, I say potato. I will only watch if there's nothing else on. And but there this... was something on for me last night. And Episode me too. seven of shrinking. <laughs> and me too. <laughs> but that's there no matter what, though. You I could... don't listen. It's you like streaming. what you like. I was not interested in the Ill- who did they play? Michigan. Illinois, Michigan. Illinois, Michigan. Keep it. Jawan Howard may slap someone. You never know what's going to happen. He may it's not. Good TV. He may not. It starts. From, it's like hockey. Sorry, PB. I know you're not up right now. But if you were, sorry. Listen, the hockey season for me begins when the postseason begins. The quest for the cup. That's the start of the hockey season. For me, college basketball starts when the tournaments, the conference tournaments begin. Yes. Thank you, I Jay. Agree. So with the, the shot or no shot, you you watch. Uh, what, what, how did you phrase it? I want to know how to answer this. Shot or no shot, college basketball doesn't start until the Power Five. No shot. 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 Absolutely no. This is an shot. individual's how, perspective. How you can't be into the Northwestern run this year? The Illini have had a really interesting up and down season. I'll see this you year. at the conference tournament. Their game against Northwestern a week or two ago was fantastic. This double overtime game like was golf? fantastic. Do you like golf? Uh, no, don't give not, me this full swing stuff. Majors, like? majors. Right. Yeah. You know what a well, major is? It's I conference tournament. I don't tune in just for the B, uh, for the FedEx Cup. Right. I don't you tune, in. tune in for I the don't FedEx t- Cup. I don't tune in for Illinois, Michigan with no conference title on the line. This, uh, this, we, not only did we watch yesterday, did I watch, we watched as a family. Because well, your wife's all in Illinois, four, grad. All four of us. And by the way, I I am getting what I deserve because my oldest son is is like me looking in a mirror to my eight or nine year old self. He was cursing out every Illini player as they were screwing up down the stretch. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree, as they say. I'm like Mace, relax here. It's it's okay. They're going to be guys, fine. You guys are yelling at Jay and I and me, Jay and me. You're yelling it's because you're wrong. See, this is the point. This is all about, like, it's I like March. country music. Do you March like country Madness. music? I used How, to. I don't anymore. Okay. How could it be too wrong? early for no, March Madness in March? It's March. It's, but it's the, not November. As soon as you, you just hung up on a name. When the conference tournament starts, if it starts at the end of February, I'm in. If it starts at the beginning of April, I'm in. You get you. You know what? You've you've been mesmerized by the the marketing of this. Oh, March Madness. It's March first, so I got to go watch DePaul play Old Dominion. Stick it. 
No interest. Sorry. Well, DePaul will demand. Could I sell you on a little Houston, Wichita state last night? Houston's number one in the country, right? Yeah. No is the answer. <laughs> See, how'd you know that? Well, I'm not an idiot. Well, uh, relatively. It's because it's not too early, Sylvie. That's how we knew that. Never too early for a little college too basketball. Early. Could I interest you in some Kansas Jayhawks? Careful how you answer this one. I don't care. Danny knows. I bet against him. I've got the uh, Northwestern Wildcats to go further in the tournament than Kansas. That's a bet. $3 bet. I don't That's know about that $3 one. $3 bet. Oh, for 3 bucks. They need a win yeah. right now. Wilbon's nightmare is coming true. Listen. With them slumping down the Did you the have money on last night's game? No, because it came Oh, you can't because it's Illinois. Right. The dumbest rule ever. Uh. Is that it? That's all you got? That's all we got. Well, there is, we're up against it. Let's, yeah. uh, we got around the, the NFL coming up next. Uh, Ooh, uh, report like cards are in. This used to be, this used to be the most nerve wracking time for me. That report card would be in the mailbox and I would hide yeah, you'd it. You'd be up early. You'd be ready mm-hmm. to gather the mail instead of your mom or your dad and you had a pencil with an eraser on it. Yes. Uh, the Bears report card ain't bad, but there are some areas that could use improvement. We'll tell you where they can improve coming up next. Welcome back to Captain J Hood Experience. Weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I won't win it. He starts to come and he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, What's the answer you're looking for on these things here? That's right. It's time to go around the NFL right here on Cap and Jay Hood. We uh, have Sox baseball on later today. So we're in this morning because Hoodie did some uh, Arch Madness basketball. Cap is in Vegas. So why not? Yeah. Going for the guys. White Sox and Reds this afternoon. Nice. Major league team playing a minor league team. You're talking about your Reds as a minor league team. I am. You're not making Sox jokes. I'm not making Sox jokes. The Reds are a minor league team. That's our partner right there. That hasn't kept us from being very critical of them over the last couple of years. Well, they haven't looked bad so far. They have not looked bad so far. But this is around shot the NFL. Shot or no shot, that's a dumb statement. Why don't we go around the NFL, Let's go boys. around the NFL, Shay. Well, I, we'll get to the free agent report cards, but Waddle read something to me off air that's interesting. The Bears have apparently met with Bryce yes. Young, and Bryce Young said there's a lot of wisdom in that room. Yes, I love that. Love Doing it. Due diligence. Talk it up. Let's yes. do this. you got Let's to do your due, di- due diligence. If they didn't meet with Bryce Young, I would be disappointed. Yes, yes. Shay, do you know how many prospects Alabama has, too? Like, Get some intel. Who knows as much about Alabama football than Bryce Young? If you're doing your intel on Will Anderson, guess who may have some good thoughts on Will Anderson? Bryce Young. There you go. You can't, like, there's there's nothing. That is more meaningful than putt-putt. Meeting with Bryce Young. Are you sure? You're going to get more stuff out of that than playing darts in putt-putt golf. I like the fact, too, that the number one quarterback in the draft, and again, this is all, you know, this is football speak. This is where everyone goes there and rubs backs and, you know, pats heads and talks nice about everybody. I get it. That's the combine. 
But when the top quarterback in the draft says something like that, it makes you feel a little warm and fuzzy, right? Yes. Like, did you get the same rise in your Levi's that you, you got out of Rappaport telling you significant, significant interest in the number one pick? Like, I would think this is just as important hearing Bryce Young say there's a lot of wisdom in that room talking Again, about Eber, Flus, and Pole. We brought up Pace earlier. Pace didn't follow a process. I like that there's a process here. Turn over every stone. Do it. Yeah, fair. Uh, Let's get into the free agency report cards from the NFLPA. Something that really jumped out to me and I think relates a little bit to the Bears based on who their new president is. Number one on the list was the Minnesota Vikings. Almost had A's across the board. Good point. And how important is that, that Kevin Warren now has come to Chicago? I think we we have a professional in the room. Um, I think we've got a guy who's been there and done that. At the highest level in multiple places. At the Big Ten as the COO of the Minnesota Vikings. And I believe him and Poles are going to change a lot of things that the Bears lack in. I think that's an excellent point. Like What you're referencing now is the NFL Players Association polled all of their players and asked them about the teams they played for. Uh, I, you want me to give you all quickly, give you all the grades that yeah. the Bears had? Yeah, yeah. And, and read Categories. some of the comments. So, yeah. Categories uh, listed treatment of family. Bears got a C minus. That ranked 22nd. And then why? Says they offer a family room, one of 11 teams that do not offer daycare. Players feel like they provide the bare minimum to say they do things for the families, but they do not actually try to take care of them. Some of that, as well as I can tell you, even though they've rehabbed Soldier Field, I know back in the day, in the old days, when the before they did the, the rehab, like the, the family section was awful. There was one working bathroom most of the games. Right, because they don't have the facilities. Yes. Now, does that mean daycare for, like, for during the week, too? Like, a, like a lot of big corporations have daycare facilities yeah. for their workers. And a lot of people may be saying, well, what does a football team need to offer daycare? As you heard, though... There are what, to the 21, there are 21 other teams they, that yes, offer daycare. They ranked, they ranked 12. So, uh, no, one of 11 teams. Yes. So there's, then what, 20, yes, 21 teams that do offer daycare. This is a great list to put on Kevin Warren's desk and, and have a conversation yeah, those with those are him. easy fixes. Food and uh, food service and nutrition, they get a D plus. That's an easy fix, too. Yes. The weight room, they get an A. Strength coaches, an A minus. Training room, A plus. Training staff, A minus. Locker room, A. Team travel, C minus. It was something that you highlighted. 78% of the team uh, players feel like they have enough room to spread out. No roommates on the road. So when you get to the hotel room, one of seven teams that do not offer first class seats to their players. There's only seven teams around the league. That don't offer first class seats. How now, like this is the charter franchise. This is Chicago, the hub of United. United. Like how hard is it to work with United? Aren't they the, the title sponsor too of the Bears or like well, they're they have the United them. Club, don't they? Yeah. Isn't they're they're one of the main sponsors. This is their hub. Like, let's get a plane, one of these big planes. Spacious planes with first class. How easy is this to fix? It's probably pretty easy, but you're still not. With you've got fifty, however many players, you're not everyone's going to get a first class seat. Let, can't we get one of these big uh, planes that fly to Europe? You're still not going to get fifty five first class seats. 
Especially when what you're about talking about one of these big 747s. There's, there's still not 50, slider. There's not 55 the first class seats. seats that go all the way back. And look, listen, you, I'm all for it. I, I sat in 16C for six seasons. And look, this is another reason why production pays. The, your most productive players get the first class seats and well, get the, I, I would, the best seats. I would say it, it's going to go by seniority and size. Yeah, that that makes sense. Seniority and size. Yeah. I like that. The SNS rule. Yeah. But there, there's your grades. I mean, it could have been worse. I mean, they do bar, they do grade high, and of all the categories, one, two, three, four, they get five A's. You, of the eight categories. Yeah, they you, ranked 13th overall. Yeah, that's so not bad. And Kevin Warren will jack that up. Could be better. I, Kevin Warren's old team ranks one. Yeah. I just think that's such it's, a thing to look at and go. such a great go. point, Shay. And you're going to build the new stadium. Hopefully, up, I mean, you don't need to do much with the facilities, apparently. But get the food service, the nutrition right. Get some daycare. And yeah. we're going to be in good shape. Isn't it weird that the and weight get some room. some pass rushers and some guys again. Yeah, get well, the pool's job, but yeah. All right. Isn't it weird that their weight room and their their trainers are ranked A's, but their nutrition is so low? You would think those go hand in hand. Do you know, like, some? we should go through, uh, when we have more time, maybe next week, go through some of the oddities around the 32 teams. One of them, and I didn't scour the grades for every team, one of them was the Arizona Cardinals. The players pay for their meals. It's, it, it, you talk about... That's insane. Nickel and diamond guys. And, and this is what the Cardinals' reputation has always been since they played on the south side here. Yes. When they were in St. Louis, the With Bidwell, Bidwell family. It's always been this way. How, yeah. like, like, how can that be? I don't think it's great with regard to recruiting in free agency. But as we all know, at the end of the day, if you offer more money... They're still going to come and play for you, even if you have to pay for your own meals. Anything else, Shay? Yeah, how about the worst teams? Uh, the Arizona Cardinals and the Washington Commanders. Any yeah. surprise there? Well, no, no and, and we were just talking about the Bidwells, but but the Commanders are just pure awfulness under Snyder in, in, in every regard. He was charging. He was, I believe, wasn't it? He was charging... The com- or the, the I was going to say the company, the team, $5 million a year for advertisement on one of the corporate jets. So there was something that where, and I think it's part of what's going on where he's he's in trouble, not just on how he treats people and some of the other nonsense that was going on, but fiscally for a billionaire, I believe, who owns one of the jets was taking payment from the team for something related to the private travel. It's just like everything about that team is nonsense. Yeah, yeah. They're almost like Fugazi. Like, they're just not real. Right. What about the Chargers, who ranked third worst? How do you... You have L.A., you have SoFi. How do you end up third worst for free agents? Well, it's not their, it's not their stadium. Yeah, like, it's Dean Spanos. I but mean, you still get the advantage of playing in it. I think, you know, you know I th- this speaks to how Spanos does the job or does, does business. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know if the Chargers even pay rent. But on game day... Like a dollar, right? Yes. On game day, Stan Kroenke gets all the revenue from from concessions and memorabilia and parking and everything. Right. All stadium income goes to Stan Kroenke, and for that, the Chargers don't pay rent. Fantastic deal. All right, there you go. That's around the NFL. All right, 
888-900-3776. So we're open. If you want to take some calls, uh, we'll continue to take your NFL calls. I also do want to talk about Duran coming to town and some Bulls conversation because there was an interesting story by Joe Cowley that we touched on yesterday, finger pointing. Like, when can criticism happen from a new player? Um, Patrick Beverly was criticizing Vooch, and Vooch took exception to it. We can get into some of that stuff coming up. So uh, it's Waddle and Sylvie. We're in for Cap and J-Hood. All that coming up next. Okay, it's about that time. You're tuned in to the Cap and J-Hood Show. Everything ain't hardcore, you know. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Keep your beak out of this. Courtney Cronin. National Chicago Bears reporter for ESPN. I think you have to temper expectations if you are a Bears fan, just given everything that this team had to kind of undo. Breaking down the Bears and the latest NFL storylines. Team transcendent quarterback Ross is not this guy. You know, he's very legacy conscious. He wanted to go to Denver and build something and win a Super Bowl there. Courtney Cronin with Kevin J. Hood on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. That's right, Waddle and Sylvie in for Captain J. Hood. Courtney Cronin at the Combine joining us on the CarX Tire and Auto Hotline. Courtney, before I get to uh, football, I want to throw you a curveball because I know how much you uh, you love the Bulls. And um, <laughs> you also, like me, have been super, super frustrated by watching the Bulls. I gave a stat out last night, and then we, we gave it out again today. Um Zach Levine is amongst active players who have played at least 500 games in the NBA. That's over 100 players. He has the worst winning percentage in the entire NBA in that category. A, does that surprise you? And B, is that a fair stat to measure a player? Does it surprise me? No. Is it fair? I mean... I guess it's just like the context of his entire career and like the injury and like the last two seasons and how you measure that versus like the contributions he's made to his team, right? Does that make sense? Like, I guess if you're, if you're looking at it through that lens, it's an unfortunate outcome for him because he is such a great player when he's healthy and when he's playing. But in totality, the team's been all over the place. They can't hold a lead. And I think a lot of that has to fall on your star player that you paid a boatload of money to last year. And to add to this conversation, Sylvie found out that Vooch ranks fifth in this category. (laughs) (laughs) They have losing players, Courtney. It's not a surprise that they're underachieving. No, not at all. And I just, I don't, that's the thing, like with our hate watching of the Bulls, and I've started to like taper off on this, especially with Combine Week. I know free agency will just kill any sort of semblance of, you know, a life that I have, but uh, to be able to do things like watch the Bulls. But I just, what, what's the end game here? You know, when they, when they trade for Beverly, he comes here and it's, you know, it's it's a blip on the radar. I thought Vooch is the one who said it perfectly, that the, the way they are playing defense was not sustainable. And you've seen that over the last couple of games, that everything regresses to the mean. And this is a team that's probably going to have to, at the end of the season, ask themselves a tough question about how much longer they want to continue to try to push this thing through as is versus, you know, unloading and offloading some of their pieces. All right, I'll save you both the angst of Bulls conversation and segue to football. Uh, the uh, the quarterbacks have reported to Indianapolis. What can you tell us about what's going on with that position? Yeah, so Bryce Young looks uh, exactly like we thought he would, and I think he handled the questions about his size and 
you know, what does it mean in translating to the NFL, durability concerns? He handled it as well as he could. So he was eloquent. He, you know, didn't deflect on any of these questions, but he said he'd been this size his whole life. So I don't really know what more you can ask from him as he's trying to, you know, get around some of that, but he won't be throwing on Saturday. That's the only thing that I think is tough when you're trying to gauge how he stacks up against the Anthony Richardsons, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, like, you know, what they all look like side by side. But, again, we'll get a chance to see him at his pro day uh, in, in Alabama in a month or so. But I'm, I'm really curious to see what Anthony Richardson looks like in the workouts and what he looks like, you know, in front of these coaches throwing uh, tomorrow to receivers because there's a lot of buzz around him. There was at the beginning of the week, and I feel like it's almost at a full-on conversation around where Anthony Richardson could end up jumping to, you know, jumping up the draft order. Because I don't think he's, if you're looking at the four quarterbacks, he's not fourth anymore. So I think there could be some jockeying of positioning in the draft order based on kind of what we've learned this week about how teams feel Anthony Richardson can play at the next level. All right, so uh, I guess yesterday Will Anderson ran a very good 40 time, and prior to that, the defensive tackle from Pittsburgh knocked it out of the park as well. What were some of the highlights, or what is the buzz coming out of Indy after yesterday's workouts? Yeah, the Northwestern defensive lineman was blazing fast. Uh, Brian Bercy had a really good workout yesterday. I was actually in the the area designated to the media inside Lucas Oil to get to watch him go through his you know, 40-yard dash, the wave drill, the whole thing. He really impressed a lot of the scouts that I had a chance to run into last night. And, you know, Will Anderson, seeing the measurables alone are really impressive. And I know one person I ran into last night talked about the 40 time, and that's not a bad number, but, like, it wasn't his best, and he didn't rerun it. So whether teams are going to think, oh, well, he doesn't have that competitive edge, I don't know if that's, like, actually going to happen. But he's, for, for a defensive end class that just, shined yesterday through and through everybody that you saw had a pretty good day overall I think he's at the top of that group and so if you're Chicago trying to figure out hey he's talented enough to just be deserving of the number one overall pick if we don't get the offer we want can we turn this thing into let's sit at number one and take the player we want I think that's a conversation they're going to have to have with themselves Uh, what group is is in today who works out is it wide receivers and tight ends Yes, and so they like we're going through it right now. I've got a couple more quarterbacks talking this morning, uh, and then there's you know wide receivers, uh, tight ends coming through. So that'll be the group today. I think those workouts start at three, and then quarterbacks go tomorrow. So that's the that's they changed it this year. They used to be earlier in the week, and now they are the prime time uh, event here in Indianapolis. And all the top prospects supposed to work out and run. I think so. I mean, we know that like with CJ, uh, with uh, Bryce Young, he's not, he's, you know, the only quarterback right. that we know so far that's not working out. But I think Jackson Smith and Jigba said he will be running the 40 here. That was a bit of news that came out of his interview this morning. But everybody else it seems like it's status quo. They'll be working out. Okay. What did you make of CJ Stroud's uh, quote where he said uh, he ain't, no, uh, he was talking about uh, uh, if he Fields. wants to play with the Bears, yeah. And he says about Justin Fields, he said, uh, he ain't no damn running back. He's a quarterback. He can sling it. I don't want to go there. That's Justin's team. I mean, I think it's, you know, an Ohio State guy to another Ohio State guy looking at the situation and seeing that he wants his teammate, his former teammate, to succeed. And, you know, that's one thing we really don't talk about all that much. You know, Fields is 
has a chance to sort of rewrite the script on Ohio State quarterbacks in a way that Dwayne Haskins was not able to do. He was the last one drafted before Fields in the first round. And I think that, you know, for C.J. Stroud, that's going to be his chance to do the same. But you know, the guy that's you know been in the league two years before you is on his way to doing that. And he's already impressed a lot of people. And I thought the comment about he's not, you know, not a running back, that's, you know, pretty obvious. But, like, for some reason, there's still that notion around Fields that, that might be where his game levels, like that's where it might be where he taps out. And I just don't believe that. And I think that his teammates, those that he's played with before, they know that, especially the ones at Ohio State who saw him win from the pocket on a consistent basis. And they can speak to that probably better than most people can in Chicago because we just haven't seen it there yet. Anything else, Courtney, that we need to know? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just been an intriguing week. And I'm curious to see, we still don't have much on the Jalen Carter situation. So we know that he was back here yesterday doing his interviews. Uh, he did not work out, and he wasn't going to work out. That had nothing to do with the arrest that came earlier in the week. He's somebody who will do, you know, he'll run at his pro day. He'll do all that stuff down at Georgia. But there really isn't any resolution outside of the fact that, you know, people I've talked to the last couple nights, you know, the teams are doing their research, and this is the time that it actually works out in their favor where this happens now, and they don't have to, you know, be on the clock like the you know all the teams were with Laramie Tunzel in trying to figure out, you know, is this information accurate? How are we vetting it? So I think for the Bears, for other teams coming out of the combine, they now will have more answers to a lot of questions we had earlier in the week. And hopefully we'll find out soon how that's going to affect his draft stock and what teams feel like where he's going to fall to. I don't think he falls out of the top 10, no matter what new information comes out. Interesting. Courtney, great stuff. Uh, continued great work, all right? Thanks, Courtney. Thanks, guys. Take there care. You go. Courtney Cronin on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Uh, let's go to Matt and Stream One. Matt, you're on with Waddle and Sylvie in for Cap and Jay Hood. What's on your mind? Hey, Waddle and Sylvie, thanks for taking my phone calls. Two things. Waddle, you brought up the point that if the Bears are stuck at number one, it's best to take a quarterback. Does that mean from you, like, what you're thinking is that if they draft Bryce Young, the best quarterback on the board, they just compete and wait for one of the teams to come get him when one of the quarterbacks go down, or is it just actually both of them just being on the roster? It, no, two, it's – it's okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Uh, and two is I, I saw the Bears did meet with that Tyree Wilson, uh, the defensive end from te- uh, Texas Tech. Yeah. Is that something I, – I know they met him twice, and they only met Will Anderson once. Is that just smokescreen from Ryan Poles to just saying that, hey – we might be going down and that we believe that Wilson will be available um, in like the five to eight range. I don't, you know, I, I wouldn't make too much of any of it at this point. I'll address the second thing that you mentioned first. I think this is going to be a deep group of edge rushers, or at least there seems to be a, a pool of them that guys are excited about, which would lead me to believe then if for whatever reason you don't get Will Anderson, there's no reason to use the first overall pick on him, that you may be able to find quality, whether you're drafting at four or six or eight or nine or wherever it is, you may be able to find an end, you know, a defensive end or an edge rusher that can actually, even if he's a tick below Will Anderson at this point, but it can net you a a few extra picks then that's the path I would go. The point I was making about if, if Ryan Poles stays at one and uses the first the number one overall pick on a player instead of trading it, what I said was that would be, to me, I would be willing to bet you if they're going to use the pick, they'd use it on a quarterback because they fell in love with a guy. I don't expect that to happen. 
My point is, is I don't expect them to you, keep you're one. You're not telling them to do that. I'm you're not, not saying that that's no. what you would do. No, I'm telling you if they use the first overall selection, to me, the only scenario where they would do that and it would make any sense is if they fell in love with Bryce Young and felt about Bryce Young the way that Todd McShay feels about Bryce Young, that he's a mini Mahomes. I don't believe that's the route they're going. But I also don't believe they're going to keep the number one overall selection. That okay. was point All right. If you want to weigh in on the uh, Bulls topic that we had about, is it too early for Patrick Beverly to call players? Does Vooch have a point that uh, he's getting called out and it's not fair by a, a new guy uh, that he's getting shown up? And then the Friday folder, which is brought to you by ETI School of Skilled Trades, coming up next.